0: Hello and welcome to Forbes India Cover Story Podcast Series in association with com. My name is Abhishek and this issue's cover is a package of essays dwelling on the luxury goods industry in India Joining me on the call to explain what are some of the best things that money can buy is Forbes India's Executive Editor Abhilasha Khaitan Hi Abhilasha, thanks for joining in again Hi
1: Abhishek, how are you?
0: I'm doing very well and uh, this question might be in the minds of quite a few readers who will pick up this issue is that only a fraction of India might be able to afford the things that Forbes India has written about in this issue. Take us through a little bit about the thinking that goes into such work and what is the issue about? It's really about
1: recognizing the fact that uh, people are increasingly embracing the good life and even at home in India, the awareness and recognition of quality has come home to stay. The issue therefore is really tapping into a whole new retail industry, which is luxury retail, which is right up our streets as a business magazine.
0: And could you give us a few highlights as to what the uh, reader can expect? It's a fat issue, meaning it, it runs into a few more pages than the usual cover. So a couple of highlights. <laughs> yeah.
1: so the first thing that we've looked at is the overview of the luxury industry or luxury market in India. We've tried to examine the perception of foreign brands uh, towards India. And we find that there is a definite upsurge in the recognition of India as a market to be developed, honed and invested in. The number of Indian partners that have collaborated with foreign brands is, is growing. Most interestingly, some brands that have left India are making their way back. So that we found to be a very interesting trend. Then we also looked at uh, a couple of homegrown stories. One of them is on uh, a trendsetter in a way, in uh, luxury uh, retail in India. I don't know if you've heard of this store called Ensemble, started in Bombay by fashion designer Tarun Aelyani. It was the first of its kind uh, at that time wherein it provided space for the affluent, for somebody who was seeking quality uh, couture, uh, high fashion apparel and it's still iconic in a sense and a lot of people still go there despite the number of options available. We also looked at a very high quality homegrown whiskey brand called Amrut, which is based in Bangalore. It's really about the triumph of domestic brand becoming much coveted outside the country and in a space which is typically crowded by UK brands or by, you know, other countries. It's quite interesting that Amrut is in the top 10 in many of these lists in terms of quality whiskies.
0: Yeah, in fact, the article quotes one acclaimed British journalist called Jim Murray, who rated this as the third finest whiskey in the world back in 2010. And this company has clocked revenues of 220 crore rupees and a homegrown brand that is not exactly a household name.
1: That's, that's something to be
0: celebrated
1: and a little bit of self-congratulation is in order. We also got some very indulgent uh, spreads of products uh, for our readers viewing and perhaps uh, buying pleasure. Uh, we've This time we looked at an interesting uh, set of toys, really. Uh, one is in the home entertainment space where you find a pair of speakers available for two and a half crores. So I don't know who's going to buy it, but clearly there is a buyer for it somewhere. <laughs> I think it's a very interesting spread that the team has put together and I think there is a lot to be taken away from it.
0: You you mentioned a little something about how foreign players are more keen to enter India as compared to a few years back. It isn't easy being a foreign player, right? Uh, In this segment, import duty, joint ventures, hard to come by, FDI restraints. You also write a little bit about fakes bureaucracy for private jets there is a story on private jets who find it hard to fly over skies because because of paperwork etc the constraints are still there so the market isn't quite big it's just one to two percent of the global luxury market yeah
1: and what we found through various conversations with a lot of these players is that because the market is still nascent there is so much room for growth and most importantly the consumer is interested The environment may yet not be conducive to growth, which is of the pace which they would want it to be. But because of consumer awareness and consumer inclination towards quality, they only see that getting sorted out over time. Plus, there is there are enough positive signals from the government that things are going to get smoothened over time. So, of course, the jet story which you mentioned, it's got less to do with, Uh, international players' interest or belief in India as a market, as it has to do with uh, regulatory issues which are faced by just about any business uh, in India, and which is sort of getting sorted out over time. It's really more of a question of time, I think, uh, we found, as opposed to their belief that this is a market which you need to pull the plug on in a hurry.
0: Right, and there is a report that one of the articles talks about, KPMG reckons that India's luxury market has been growing at 30% a year and will reach... 14 billion by 2016, 2016. In other words, the industry is perhaps galloping as compared to before because of the malls and more stores, footfalls and more interest from uh, foreign players then.
1: Absolutely. I mean, if you go to uh, any of the top malls in the country... I went to the Quest Mall in Kolkata recently, which is one of the latest additions to the luxury mall space in India. And, uh, you had pretty much all the top brands available over there, which is quite unusual for say 10, 15 years ago where, you know, you would have to sort of travel to quick trip to Singapore or Dubai or, or London to get your fancy. So I think retail space is opening up. People are willing to say, okay, let's, let's give this a shot.
0: And any interesting trends that you can point towards in the last Few years, there's one that I spotted about how many metros are becoming an increasing target for these big players.
1: That's actually uh, been a trend for a while now. In fact, as the uh, story goes, uh, the number of Louis Vuitton bags that were sold in the smaller cities of Punjab, uh, namely Amritsar, Ludhiana. Jalandhar, you would uh, not sell as many across the country. That's not how the story went. The wealth is uh, distributed across the country in terms of the affluent are spread everywhere, is what I mean. <laughs> I don't mean there is equitable distribution of wealth. The affluent are distributed all across the country and wherever there are the affluent and they have become aware of the fact that these are uh, symbols which go with wealth and which they are able to afford. I think purchase would definitely take place over there and these brands have enough sort of sense of that, which is why the number of uh, Malls, etc., such mushrooming all across the country, as opposed to in the
0: usual suspects. Another example that comes to mind is kolhapur a small city in Maharashtra. Not too long ago, it was called the Mercedes City because most, I think, it had exactly. the highest number of Mercedes buyers in one day, or, or or some such statistic. Last couple of questions. There have been a few new additions to the whole gamut of luxury goods. One is the art market, which was doing well then, not so good in the last few years. But when Christie's entered. In India, in December last year, we had some breakthrough there with Mr. gaitonde's painting going at 23.4 crores. And knowing fully well that journalists like to point towards the prices of these paintings and talk less about the art that goes in it, perhaps because we don't understand it, but it's doing well, isn't it?
1: Oh, absolutely. As uh, this insightful piece uh, which we are carrying in this issue by Kishore Singh, he's basically spoken about the fact that even though there is a perception that there is sluggishness to the art market, the trend points quite to the opposite direction.
0: And where does the market go from here? I know it's a silly or a hard question to answer given that we're talking about different industries, but is it directly proportional to how well the Sensex does or the world economy does or will the rich always remain rich? As you mentioned, it's it's not equitable. (laughs) There are rich everywhere.
1: I think luxury market is quite impervious to the... That is my view, to the highs and lows of the markets. As as, as long as the rich don't get affected by the highs and lows of the markets, may I add that. I think from what... We've read from what the experts say, and I am no expert on the luxury market. Clearly, the trend is uh, towards growth, towards there being enough people willing to sort of add the latest products to their collection. And it's not just about status symbols anymore. I think it's also about people just appreciating the craftsmanship which goes behind some of these things. And it's not just about the rich even. Sometimes there are the regular professionals, people like you and me, who would save up a bit to buy a more expensive gadget than we would ordinarily splurge on because we appreciate the quality that gadget would bring to our lives. So I think uh, a combination of uh, awareness of the consumer plus the unshrinking wealth of several people and the growing incomes across certain strata will ensure that the luxury market is, I think, here to stay in India.
0: Right, and talking about saving to buy uh, expensive stuff, uh, do you have any plan to get your hands around the speakers that you mentioned briefly earlier? Not the speakers? Yeah. <laughs> Not the speakers, but I have a very, very long list of things I want to buy. So, <laughs> well, <laughs> these issues are my cues to do my laundry list, actually. <laughs> yes, yes, and I hope you get, get to some of those soon enough. And I guess you also have the luxury of trying some of these things out, given that you're going to be writing about them, so you can ask them to ship some of these Oh no, we're not
1: that lucky (laughs) Well, on that note,
0: Avilasha, thanks a lot for your time, it's time to wrap up Thank you. Thank you, Abhishek And and for all you listeners, you can pick this issue up and please comment on this podcast you can find this on ForbesIndia.com as well as on iTunes and to have someone call you from Forbes for a subscription message Forbes to 51818